You're listening to the Art of AI podcast with your host, Jerry Cuomo. Thank you, DJ. Folks, there's a new buzz around AI in the enterprise. What took months to do now takes days, if not hours. And for some tasks that only a few years ago required an expert data scientist can now be done by a mortal with prompt engineering. Today, I'm excited to have my friend Rama Akaraju, an ex-IBM fellow who is now at NVIDIA as their VP for Enterprise AI and Automation. Rama is an AI celebrity, and her accolades include being featured by Forbes on their list of top 20 leading women in AI research. Rama is a natural language processing expert, teaching AI to understand human language tones and sentiment. She has also led projects putting AI and ML to work for self-healing and optimizing IT operations. And you know, it's not uncommon for me to check in on Rama from time to time and just shoot the breeze on all things related to AI in the enterprise. And today, we'll have that chat live on this podcast. And with that, I'd like to welcome my friend Rama to the Art of AI. Welcome, Rama. Jerry, it's so good to be back on your podcast. Yeah, it's so good to have you back, Rama. So let's get right into the questions. I have so much I want to talk to you about today. So Rama, can we start off by you telling the audience here why you love doing what you do with AI? There is so much excitement going on everywhere, thanks to you know what new things that came out uh, since ChatGPT. You know, there pretty much every industry, every business problem can be relooked at from the point of view of what can we do here with AI to significantly optimize, automate it. So. For all the AI scientists and practitioners and engineers out there, these are really exciting times. Exciting indeed. And there's like new energy in this space that I have yet to see before. And speaking about generating energy, Rama, can you share with the audience what you're up to these days at NVIDIA? What are you cooking up there? Yeah, in my role, Jerry, I'm responsible for transforming the enterprise use cases with AI, generative AI. So I'm looking at a number of use cases, uh, say take customer support, how can we bring the next generation generative AI-based virtual assistants, chatbots, to solve employee productivity, to provide these assistants. In, in the case of IT, if you look at that, uh, how do we auto automatically resolve tickets or uh, classify tickets, route the tickets and do better incident analysis and diagnosis? In the case of HR, you can think of applying this this chatbots for HR benefits and and those types of things. But beyond that, employee onboarding, e-learning, and training opportunities, and various kinds of uh, surveys, pulse surveys that HR teams send out can now be more readily automatically analyzed for sentiments and summarize the comments from users and those types of things. So there are a bunch of use cases in HR. Uh, you know, in the engineering domain, you can think of code assistance that's coming up, right? Code debugging, right, right. technical documentation generation. So there are a slew of slew of those things. And uh, across the board, there are so many use cases, you know, general productivity use cases. Mm. In, in large. Mm. Yeah, Rama, you're so right. In fact, I'm not sure if there's a use case in the enterprise where AI can't be of assistance. Yeah, yeah, many use cases across the board. 
Okay, Rama, you're known as an industry-renowned thought leader in AI software. And you're at NVIDIA, who is known as at least a hardware company with GPUs, etc. So how do you see that hardware and the software worlds meld together around AI? Yeah, Jerry, you're too kind with your words. The exciting thing is that this whole revolution that is taking place in generative AI is really on this idea of accelerated compute, right? Because these big large language models that are really able to do these multiple tasks at the same time, and also multi-model as in bringing in text, visual images and all that, all of that, you could not train these models at the scale if you didn't have the accelerated compute, the GPUs powering underneath. And NVIDIA is really the supplier of all of that accelerated compute to pretty much everybody out there who is building all these large language models and generative AI models. So it's exciting times in that sense. There's new advancements happening uh, at the chip level on a daily basis. And a lot of companies are uh, leveraging these both for training and inferencing, data processing and so on. Let's talk about the advances in AI for the enterprise. Now, Rama, last time we worked together, I think it was on AI ops. It was all about training and labeling, and that all took time and effort, energy, et cetera. So how has Gen AI changed that game? So interestingly, the the foundational models are getting better and better, right? That's what these generative AI models and large language models are able to do. The foundations of understanding language and um, the amount of data that they are seeing uh, has grown so much. And the, the power of these neural network models in terms of their depth and the number of parameters that are being used have also grown. So both on the amount of data that they're learned on and the ability to reason with that data to, if you can call it that reasoning, uh, and, and the ability to solve tasks out of the box, that has changed the game. When it comes to enterprise, still, there are lots of questions around how uh, the models that are trained with public data, they won't understand the enterprise context and enterprise knowledge and enterprise data. So there is still that problem of these large language models, the foundational models still have to work with the enterprise data. They still have to be guarded very carefully for hallucinations, toxicity, fairness, bias, and all of those types of things. So in order to really use it for enterprise context, you would you may still have to customize with enterprise data or maybe use you know information retrieval types of techniques which will get the fresh context or fresh set of data to work with and then pass that retrieved document to large language models to summarize. Okay, Rama, let's talk a little bit about fine-tuning models. Can you comment on, let's say, the threshold of when it's worth fine-tuning a model with custom data versus, let's say, using a model right out of the box? I, I would say the following. It's one size may not fit all. There might be use cases where you may just be able to use foundational models out of the box. You may not have to do a whole lot. Things like summarization, the content generation, those are general language tasks enough that if you give enough information in prompts and if that prompt size, token size uh, suffices, then you may not have to do customization. But there might be use cases where you may have to customize specifically in very you know specialized domains like in healthcare. Uh, or maybe telecommunications, mm. in order to really understand, teach the system the language of that domain, you may have to customize. But I would say, Jerry, that retrieval augmented generation, where you use information retrieval solutions in the enterprise to 
extract relevant documents and to generate snippets, yeah. write snippets from those and pass those into prompts and then use the general purpose large language models it may solve a pretty good chunk of problems. So one has to really ask themselves what my use case is, what works in and yeah. invest in customizing only if you need to customize because it does. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like customization should not be the first stop in your AI journey. Yeah, I, I agree. So Rama, you said something to me that like made me laugh for a week. So I want to talk about that now. You said that you were involved with AI before it was cool. Yeah. And now that it is cool, you really no longer need it. <laughs> Can you explain and talk to us about what you mean by that. <laughs> that, is a, an, that is an interesting uh, question among everybody's mind. Are we all prompt engineers now? Do we still need data scientists in the world of generative AI? Well, I think there is a role to play for everybody. In, you know, Somebody still needs to define the problem and really understand the data and figure out what techniques, whether this is you know customized model or a general purpose large language model that would apply and interpret the results and ensure that they're tested for all of the, the corner cases and toxicity bias and all of those things. So data scientists still play an important role in all of those things. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is this, you know, the programming language and to interact with large language models nowadays is all prompt. So there is this new role now, prompt engineers who will be responsible for fine tuning and optimizing the behavior of these generative AI models. And so data scientists and prompt engineers have to work closely together to solve problems. Nice. Yeah, nice, nice. Rama, can you take out your crystal ball and share with our audience what you see ahead? So these are exciting times for sure, Jerry, as uh, you and I share notes uh, from time to time on what problems we're solving. There's going to be, you know, especially the multi-model as in, you know, that take speech, vision, uh, text and all of that. That's opening up a whole new set of uh, fields in art, creativity uh, domains and uh, and such. So that's going to be a lot of exciting things. And in, in employee productivity, take the Office 365, Google Documents kinds of area where, you know, you, you give word-based, text-based prompts and you generate your PowerPoint presentations or you generate your marketing campaigns and such. Those kinds of use cases are going to be super exciting and likely productivity boosting as we go on. There probably will be more personalized tailored experiences that we can build now because of this, again, this multimodality that we can now support with the text and images and vision. So more immersive experiences might be possible in, in the future. And of course, you know, all of the enterprise problems around virtual assistants and um, augmenting human capabilities in domains where, you know, where there was a lot of text data that can now be more readily summarized and uh, brought to fingertips all of those would would continue to evolve to probably to better places and there will always be room for you know more classic traditional machine learning in the area of predictive analytics and such where structured data uh, needs to be analyzed but then at the intersection of structured data and unstructured data uh, a lot of cool things are happening where you can now interact with your data you can ask uh, more insights of your data that may be in a combination of structured data and uh, in relational database and, and in documents. So these are some areas to watch out for, I would think. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Rama, you never disappoint. And thank you so much for the wonderful conversation and for joining us on The Art of AI. Yeah, it's a pleasure, Jerry. Always, uh, I look forward to your future podcasts on this topic and look forward to listening and learning. 
Well, that's it for today. And I've taken the liberty to include a link to a YouTube video of Rama being interviewed by the New York University Stern School of Business in a more in-depth discussion with Rama on subjects related to AI in the enterprise. And you may have also noticed that I've started an article series called The Art of AI Article Series, of course. I've included a link to that as well in the description section of this podcast. Once again, I'd like to thank Rama for joining me, and I'd also like to thank you all for your continued support and interest in these podcasts. This is Jerry Cuomo, IBM Fellow and VP for Technology at IBM. See you on an upcoming episode.